1: wqad podcast network the cities with jim mertens a production of wqpt pbs for the quad cities region a podcast in partnership with wqad what's going on in the quad cities activities events fun politics sports local issues and opinions and now your host jim mertens Hi, I'm Jim Mertens and this is The Cities. Big and small schools, doesn't matter, they're all getting ready for a school year like no other. And Western Illinois University says it's ready for the challenges to come and its president knows they will come. We talk with Western's interim president, Dr. Martin Abraham. I have to start with the obvious question, is Western ready for the next semester? Well, we think we are.
0: Um, We'll probably figure out when we get there in in two weeks that there are certain things that we missed and we'll fix them in on the fly because quite frankly with this pandemic we're fixing everything on the fly you know everything changes on a daily basis sometimes more than once a day so you have a set of plans and you adjust your plans based on the reality on the ground as you get there and we've become quite good at doing that in the past six months and trying to figure out how to do that all along so we've got a pretty good set of plans we feel real confident that everything's going to work out and then we're prepared to adjust as we get there.
1: There are two areas of the greatest concern, and that has to do, of course, with the gathering, either in the classroom or in the dorm room. We've talked so much about the classroom, but let's start with the dorm room because move-in day is coming up. That's gotta be a, a time where you wanna get it right.
0: Right. Well, move-in day is gonna look a little different than it has in the past, right? In the past, we would've had just people showing up and they move in and they line up and queue up and they go up to their rooms, they bring up groups of people, and, it's not going to be like that this year. This year, every students have had to make appointments. They've called ahead. They've gotten a slot that they can utilize. You can go up to the room with you and, I believe, one helper at a time, um, and, and then you go up. It's the elevators are all one family at a time, and it's, you've got your time slots. You can go up to the room, and it's just that, and then you come, you know, parents go, and that's, that's it, and that's done with it. And so we're spaced out starting on Wednesday next week and going through probably through Sunday. We'll have people moving in at a time sequence so that we don't have large gatherings of people.
1: The real thing, though, is that the entire dormitory life, if not the entire college experience, is gatherings. It's a Mm -hmm. shared experience. That seems to be in some ways taken away for this class.
0: Well, it, it will be to an extent. Obviously, you can't gather in large groups. You can't get together and hug each other and do all these things that we've gotten familiar with doing. But people adapt, just like we've adapted um, under normal conditions. These chairs would be a lot closer, and we'd be a lot um, together a lot, a lot more. But we figured out a way to work it, uh, work it out, and I'm sure the students will as well. They'll figure out ways to work it out, and they'll be in small groups. And the, you know, For classes, we'll have classes in small groups or very large classrooms with people spread out. So we have the adaptation. People are very flexible and very resilient, and I'm confident they'll do just fine.
1: And I wanted to talk about the classroom experience because it has to be almost a hybrid as you call it, mm-hmm. or a mix of in-class or, or out-of-class experiences. You guys had to turn on a dime in the uh, spring semester of uh, 2020. That's right. That must have taught your staff, your faculty, and your administrators so much as you're heading to 2020, 2021.
0: Well, that's just it, right? We had to turn on a dime. So we learned how to adapt very quickly as we discovered things that we needed to do, as we, and then adjusted on the fly, and we've become, as I said, we've become somewhat familiar and somewhat qualified at, at adjusting on the fly, and our classrooms are set up, so a classroom that typically would have accommodated 40 students, probably about 15 to 20 in there now, so that we have the proper distancing and students can sit apart from each other, and we've moved classes around so that we have more space uh in all of the classrooms and more time between the classes that helps the students to get back and forth that helps people to get in and out of the classrooms. All of these adaptations that we've put in place so that we just have more flexibility and, and more spacing of, of everything that we're doing and, and keeping people safe.
1: You have a campaign called Mask Up WIU. I do. It's more than a slogan? Oh uh, it is. We have uh, face
0: coverings are required everywhere on campus. Um, every student will have, and I, I think I have mine with me, you'll get two of these. Um, very nice face masks and, and they're, they're accommodating. These are actually really neat because they're comfortable and they slide on and go right on over the years and they sit really well and you can see that they work really well. And then you, um, you know, in the classroom, Out when you're walking on campus whenever you're around um, we expect you to have the face covering on now not in your residence hall room that's you're allowed to take them off at at that point and but other than that we expect people to have their their face coverings on and we know face coverings are an important component of controlling the virus and so we really encouraging people to utilize them to the maximum extent possible.
1: And the schools, not only Western, but other schools, St. Ambrose, I I would point out, uh, the uh, Eastern Iowa Community Colleges, also have similar programs. But there's an enforcement element that is there as well. What is Western's enforcement in case, well, let's start with a student and then go to a staff member if they say, no, I don't want to wear a mask? Well,
0: we've put the face covering in as, as part of our policy. So we have a policy statement that says you have to wear a face covering on campus and we also have processes where students violate university policy we have student conduct processes in place if student is brought up on charges then they could you know any level of of conduct or um, sanctions could be installed against the student and you know those range from all sorts of things up till really you could expel a student i doubt we would expel a student for a face mask violation but Theoretically, we could if they become belligerent and difficult about it. So we do have sanctions in place for the students and faculty and staff, quite, quite frankly, as well. If you don't wear your face covering, you have, you know, you're, you're required, faculty and staff are required to follow all university policies. And so if you don't, there's um, discipline that we can install based on, on failure to follow university policy.
1: Because it's, it's that serious. The, the two things that, that I think every educational institution is looking at is the face mask and some extent of social distancing as two of the key pillars to safety in an in educational environment.
0: Well, you're, you're 100% right. Those are, the, those are the critical pieces. And, you know, if we could do testing, that would be another element that would be a critical component of it. Um, but you need to do testing very frequently because people are interacting frequently. And so you need testing that's not what we're currently doing. First of all, the current testing is just not sufficiently available. It's too expensive. You don't get a quick enough turnaround, so we need a different type of testing. One of the things that we have invested in, in at uh, Western is, is a testing protocol. We have equipment on the way to do be able to do some testing. Now, we're not going to be able to test everybody every couple of days, but we will be able to do testing of our students, faculty, and staff, and we're comfortable that, again, with the face mask policy, with the social distancing, with some, some level of testing that we'll be able to keep our students and our faculty and staff safe and be able to maintain a a viable semester.
1: The Summit Athletic Conference announcing that it is suspending its fall sports, a direct impact on Western Illinois University's uh, athletics program this fall. It was a unanimous vote? I mean, was this something that you're in fully support of?
0: Yes, the Summit League vote was a unanimous vote. I am fully in support of it. I, I believe it's the right call to make. I mean, I'm really, I feel very, very bad for the, for the athletes. They work a lot. They work very hard to achieve what they've achieved. I wish that we could give them an experience that um, would be worthy of what they've, they've worked for. But with so many challenges in terms of competing at this point and traveling and and going out and interacting in very close contact, it's just not a situation where we can really, we really feel comfortable that we can keep them safe. And you know, I know that in the near future, we'll be able to do a lot better because we'll have better testing protocols, we'll have better processes in place. We've actually not officially canceled the fall. What we've really done is postponed it, and I'm hoping that we can do a very viable spring semester of um, fall sports, uh, along with our typical spring sports, and we can do everything to support our athletes at that time.
1: You've seen other conferences do pretty much the same thing, so was it kind of a no-brainer?
0: No, it was definitely not a no-brainer. This is some of those very hard decisions that you're called on to make. You, You realize that it's how impactful it is. I mean, we have 400 student athletes on campus. Um, some number of those, and I don't know the precise number that compete in fall sports, but a fairly significant number of those that are really at the university, not just to get a high quality education, but also to compete in athletics at the highest level of competition. And we're substantially impacting their ability and what they've come to the university for. It's not a no brainer. It's a very, very difficult choice to make. But in, in all reality, this is We we just don't feel like we can give them the type of quality experience that they would, really that that they deserve based on how hard they've worked and it's really a lot safer for them, better for us as a university to help move this into the spring. We think we're gonna be able to do a first class job in the spring term, and and we're optimistic we'll do a great job for them.
1: We often talk about uh, the college experience as being the dorm life, the educational experience and athletics, and we sometimes forget about all the other, as we used to call them in high school, extracurriculars, but the clubs, the the music program, the drama, the arts, that's gonna have a radical impact in 2021 as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, you're absolutely right and we're figuring a lot of that out at this point. A lot of the clubs are probably still going to be able to do things. They're going to be able to operate, of course, differently in the fall than they would under normal conditions. But um, just like everybody else, we have virtual opportunities and virtual events and people can be engaged in those virtual activities and the clubs can organize around those virtual events as well. Our rec center continues to operate. They've been operating since March. Again, it's all virtual. We stream things out, we run competitions, we run virtual 5Ks, people have adapted to that. We're not unique in doing it. And we'll figure out how to, how to proceed on some of those activities as well.
1: And as you know, there's juniors or incoming uh, seniors in high school right now that are looking for a college to go to. Western has offered virtual tours. You have uh, opened up in so many different ways social media to answer parents and student, mm-hmm. uh, potential student questions. Is recruitment especially difficult right now?
0: It, it is, it's very, uh, very difficult to be interacting with the students in the way that we, well we can't interact in the ways that we have in the past so we've developed new opportunities and new activities Um, admissions counselors for example that might have gone to visit a high school now might do a virtual visit to a high school but then they'll reach out to 20 or 30 students in a one-on-one basis talking with them helping them to understand what western can offer and providing some some interactions and some uh, qualifications about what we're doing
1: and lastly what do you say to the class of 2021 you feel bad for the class of 20 their 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 graduation really was was non-existent in so many different ways you did the best you could now the class of 2021 kind of sitting there going wow are we going to be next
0: well and i i hope that they won't be i hope that by the end of the fall semester as we get into the holiday season that a lot of the challenges we have will be behind us um, i know that there's new testing coming down uh, pretty much on a daily basis as i indicated if we can get to a what, I, what they call point-of-care testing. If we can get to a spot where we can do point-of-care testing on a regular and recurring basis, we can really get in front of the virus and then really be able to do a lot of good in terms of being able to have events and having activities again and bringing back, that back athletics and these sorts of things. So we're optimistic that by the spring we'll be able to have a maybe not completely normal semester but a much closer and normal semester than we'll be able to have in the fall and we hope that we'll give them the opportunity and the experiences that they deserve coming to a university like Western. One thing that I do really want to add, because it's, it's incredibly important to understand, this is, you know, I get to come here and I get to talk to you and tell you about what we're doing and these sorts of things, but I'm just one person and, and there are a whole lot of people at the university that have worked incredibly hard to be able to get us to a spot that we can open up and have real classes and participate. And, I can't go a day without thanking them enough for all the things that they do, the people that are engaged in making this happen, and ensuring that we can have a quality semester for our students is, is they've they've worked phenomenally hard, and I do wanna make sure whenever I get an opportunity to get out and speak about what we're doing at Western, that I recognize all the great work that so many people have done to bring this about, and really appreciate everything that they've done, and the extra mile, not just mile, but miles, that they have gone in order to bring this about. We couldn't possibly do this without all of the staff and the faculty, and getting them on board has been phenomenal. So I really appreciate everything they've done.
1: Dr. Martin Abraham. The full list of Western's plans for the school year can be found at the school's website, wiu.edu. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.